Hi, this is Anna. Welcome to Reader Pod Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Words and Nerds Podcast. On this podcast, we chat about books, the writing process, and how literature has the power to change the world. I'm your host, Danny V. Today, I am super duper excited to welcome bookseller extraordinaire Anna Loder from Anna's shop around the corner in Cronulla, who has also started her very own podcast, Read a Pod. So what did I do? I found out today she had a podcast, contacted her today and said, hey, let's chat about your podcast six episodes in. Now, Anna, you and I have been acquainted for a while. Socials first, then we met at book events. We met at HarperCollins last time when we were allowed out of the house. So welcome to the crossover, to the read, read a pod, words and nerds crossover. This is so exciting. I've been so excited all day looking forward to this. <laughs> well, it's good. I had no aspirations for this at all, not at least until I got to 100 episodes, Danny. I'm such a huge fan of the Words and Nerds podcast. This is crazy exciting. <laughs> well, thank you. I um, I just get really enthusiastic really fast. So I'm like, oh, Anna's got a podcast. Let's talk about the podcast. So, oh, it was so nice of you. Thank you. <laughs> and I thought as well it was just a good excuse for you and I to have a chat in lockdown. This is so nice. You're so limited in lockdown. I mean, you make special effort to talk with your family. But, man, somebody fresh to chat to. This is lovely. <laughs> I hope I live up to these expectations and I feel a lot of pressure now. Already, baby. <laughs> Thank you, Danny. Tell us, Anna. Tell us about Reader Pod, your new podcast. Six episodes Thank in. Thank you very much. Well, it's six episodes in, but it's a lot of procrastination time in as well. I've been thinking about this baby for at least a year. I think I first started thinking about it in lockdown last year when I had nothing to do. And it sucks so much having to pay rent when you aren't able to. And But then when I went back to the shop and back to my life and loved it as still, the thought remained that you really are held <laughs> ransom for paying um, exorbitant rents. For, and we probably will need to move soon. Um, our shop is going to be redeveloped. So, um, this is just a good opportunity to go virtual. Mm, it is. And it's sad times and hard times, especially. You know, you're such a great shop in terms of, I know the community love you so much, Anna. So it's just such oh, a. We have the loveliest community and we really are really lucky. And we are in a position, I think, to be able to move. It's not our shop, we rent the premises. We can replicate, hopefully, and move elsewhere. But I think a virtual book clubbing community would be perfect to have on the side as well. <laughs> tell me, tell me, tell me about this virtual book club, Anna. It sounds exciting. Thank you very much. But there's so much that I want to find out about you, Danny. Oh, my oh right. Okay, first of all, virtual book event and then... Thank you. Well, it's more of a virtual book club okay. um, website that I really love to be doing with the podcast feeding into that and, um, like book clubs are great and I do love them I think are you in part of a book club I've been in ones for gosh years now how about you I, I have in the past but it's it's very hard now with the podcast because I have to read particular things for the podcast and not everyone wants to just read what Danny's reading all the time oh Danny every time you <laughs> you actually got me into reading the scary books you read much scarier than what I do wow that's cool oh my goodness you make them sound so good. It's so nice to, um, hearing the author chats that you just want to be a part of it, I think, as well. Yeah, absolutely. So what are your virtual book clubs going to look like? 
Well, um, read a book, and so the podcast feeds in from that with Readapod. Um, I'd really love an online book clubbing community with, like, levels to it. So the first one, you start off more than free. You just get the podcast, you get the, the socials, you get me. <laughs> um, and then um, I was hoping, like, the next level in, you we all read the same book, we do the virtual meetups, we do all of that. And then another layer after that, which I'm hoping to call Kina because people will be desperate for it, <laughs> will be um, you buy the book off us. We send it out with a book club club collection. We do questions. We do um, events. We hopefully do meetups with the authors as well virtually. That would be ideal. Um, and just make it really nice so that you're not limited to reading the same books just because you live in the same community. Yeah. I love that. And it's a real connection amongst readers as well because there's nothing, there's nothing better when you meet, I don't know, not a stranger or an acquaintance or even a friend and you love the same book. It's just the oh. most exciting moment, isn't it? I've stopped people in the trains because they're reading a book that I love and you just want to talk to them about it. I've done that before. It doesn't always go down well. No, it doesn't. Sometimes you get a good chat. Sometimes they look at you like, get away from me, widow. So it's it's 50-50. I just go in for the chat anyway. Absolutely. So I think you've been doing your podcast for years now. You're... 380 odd episodes yeah, around about that heading towards 400 i started um halloween funnily enough on the on t- in 2017 so that's nearly so cool. nearly four years and nearly 400 episodes that's unreal god imagine averaging 100 a year yeah it didn't sort of pick up that much until 2020 when everyone was in lockdown and everyone's book um you know book events were being cancelled and so I thought oh you know I really want to try and give back a bit more to the community and so I just started doing instead of one a week podcasts I started doing um two to four because I just can't do things in halves unfortunately (laughs) but I still only podcast two nights a week and instead of I used to just ramble on for as long as it took, like, you know, 40 minutes, 60 minutes. So now I, I try and cut the podcast episodes down to about 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. So then I, I can do more, but shorter. So I think 20 minutes is perfect as well. That's just enough for your walk. Yeah, yeah. And really, I just go deep. Like I say, don't sit next to me at a wedding because I'm not going to go, Anna, what's your favorite color? I'm going to go, Anna, what are you afraid of? Tell me. <laughs> I love that about your podcast, though. I think uh, you do go deep. I I just go, bang, introduce, right, so tell me what you're afraid of and tell me your deepest, darkest secrets. (laughs) You are the coolest. You know what's funny, though, Anna? Probably after the interviews, maybe 20% of people I interview email me and say, oh, I didn't mean to reveal that. Can you please chop that out? (laughs) So on my desktop. I have all the secrets on my desk. Yeah, I've heard um, Gabriel Vermosa, he um, he just gave away that he was having an audio book out and I don't even think he was contracted to talk. <laughs> I did say I did say to him, I said, you better let me know if that was okay. And he messaged me and he's like, yeah, all good. I'm like, okay. Cool. <laughs> well, I felt like I had gotten an inside scoop. It was so much fun. It was a bit of an inside scoop. I love Gabe though. We have great chats. Oh, my goodness. I read The Hunted and, oh, that was way too scary. But I think 
his latest one, The Inheritance, isn't that scary. Oh, but brilliant, seriously. Yeah. Really, really good. Yeah, really good. Highly recommend. I mean, if you've done The Hunted, you can do this. You're fine. I didn't <laughs> want to do The Hunted. <laughs> I am now responsible for Anna's nightmares. My friend Adrian said, no, no, it's okay. You can do it. You've worst, passed the worst bit. And turns out I wasn't. That's so funny. <laughs> Now, I want to know the vision for your podcast. So you do have little bite-sized conversations, like you said, enough for your walk, around 20 minutes mm-hmm. or so. What was your vision for it when you thought, you know, a year ago I want to do this? What did you want people to get out of your conversations? Well, at the shop we do in real life events and they are really lovely. Um, it's similar to yours actually um, in that when the lockdown happened last year, and all of the events just had to stop, this was a good chance to let them keep going as well. And um, I know at the shop, I mean, we've had, we've had been bumper to bumper and I'm not sure that we'll ever be able to do that ever again, but we've had 40 people and called that packed in like sardines. Wow. But it's nothing compared to what you can do on a podcast. I think that reach is just lovely and um there really isn't anything that we can't do on the podcast that we can do in real life so it's just the best of the best situation Mm, except hugs you can't do hugs on the podcast (laughs) and we do actually do a lot of um audience (laughs) audience participation which you can't do but hopefully you can on the our virtual book club events yeah that sounds amazing Anna. i love that and i've often thought of how you could do that and i think you're absolutely going to nail it with your ideas it's awesome you couldn't last year when i looked into it but where there's oh the technology is just incredible and it's proved out of sight so quickly so fingers crossed mm, absolutely i have got a million and one questions to ask oh wow just <laughs> choose one Anna. <laughs> How do you read so many books? Even the Booktopia people can't keep up with you. <laughs> they, I love Booktopia. They, they said my brief was, just tell us about two books that you loved. And I said, <laughs> Nick, I've got eight. And he goes, I'll just talk about eight. And then the next time I came on, I go, I've got eight again. <laughs> and they just let me do eight. <laughs> I couldn't choose. I was like, can you choose one? He's like, just do your eight. I'm like, all right, cool. Yay. So how many do you read a month? Oh, look, I don't know. Um, I know a year I probably read uh, between 80 and 100. Um, I read fast. I don't sleep very much. I'm a bit of a known insomniac, um, so that helps. And I've been, I've been, (laughs) oh, I love sleep too. My body just doesn't give it to me. Um, but I also um, have been trying to mix it up a bit. So I'll read, you know, like um, one adult fiction novel and then I'll team it with a couple of picture books and a couple of um, junior fiction. So the reading isn't so intense. When I was trying to do, it's impossible to do two or three adult fiction novels a week, like to podcast them. So mm-hmm. I tried to mix up, you know, um, picture book, obviously you can read very quickly. Yeah. Junior fiction and middle grade, you can also get through pretty fast. And um, and then like the adult fictions are the ones that take the longest, obviously. So yeah, I just read really fast, and I'll often read a book in one or two sittings, and I probably don't sleep as much as I should. <laughs> Something has to give when you're like eight or nine books to be talking about on a podcast. It's yeah, I, I don't um I don't watch TV much to be honest. Like if I find a series I really like, like I'm loving Ted Lasso, for example, I'll watch that. I'll watch the whole season over a couple of weeks, but then I won't watch TV for 
three, four, five months. Oh, we recently did Younger and that was a killer for my reading life. <laughs> it was so much fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And look, when I do find a series, obviously, I become obsessed with it because i that's what I do. I become obsessed with things and I just 100%. Um, but then I can just let it go and just wait for the next season of Ted Lasso to come along and not watch TV for ages. So that's, I yeah, guess. Lasso at all. What's that on? Oh, it's on... Um, Apple TV. Oh, cool. It's such a glorious, feel-good, lovely, funny show that takes you out of this awful pandemic we're in. So highly oh. recommend. Any escape is a good escape. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> now, you are an experienced interviewer hosting events at your bookshop. What have you learnt over the years of interviewing about being a host and about interviewing authors particularly? What have you learnt? What have been your great lessons? Oh, I wish I knew. Um I think I have to get so interested that I forget that there's people listening. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just go deep. <laughs> I'm just like, right, tell me all the things. And I think because authors obviously takes years of, often to write books and then, you know, by the time they get edited and published, etc. And a lot of authors don't get the chance to really just freely talk about their books however they want. Because I, I say, look, I've got questions, but also happy not to use them. Um, I think the best conversations, though, are when they're not scripted and when they're, you're not question and answers, but when you are just genuinely interested, as yours always are. <laughs> that's because I can't help myself. I'm like, oh, that's right, I had questions. <laughs> <laughs> but they make me feel better. The questions make me feel better that if I forget how to talk, they're there. But, yeah, the best conversations never do. And sometimes you just vibe with people, you know, like straight away you're just like having a chat and you can probably tell <laughs> from the episodes which, which ones they are. <laughs> But I, that's when I think I like the podcast episodes the most, the ones that you feel like you're just a fly on the wall or you are in the room with friends and you're just chatting mm. you're just in amongst it and um, <laughs> all of your questions get answered regardless. Yeah, that's I really, I really, I guess that was the aim to really try and have people feel like they're in a lounge room with us. <laughs> you know, and it's hard because it is just well, a two-way really, conversation. Yeah. But I'd really like you know, people to feel like they're just in the room with us, having a cup of tea or whatever your oh, choice exactly of drink is. So you've nailed it completely. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Now, what, what's been your most memorable author, someone that really sort of knocked your socks off or have you were fangirling over? Oh, my God, they've all been unreal. Um, we had Diane Blacklock first and she was just fantastic and so comfortable and so 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 lovely and she was just unreal and um because i knew her brother and her sister-in-law was actually the one who arranged it so that was unreal it was just like a friend and she told me that she thought that authors would be really pleased to come to such a nice fence and to keep asking because i just had had no success up until that point so she was unreal she was so nice we had um, John Purcell, who was great too. He was one of the early ones and I was just completely fangirling over him. Um, we had David Nichols in to sign, but not an event, unfortunately, but that was just super cool. I loved, <laughs> I loved him. <laughs> I loved one day. <laughs> um, Belinda Alexander is just lovely and she's been to the shop three times, uh, which is crazy good, so nice. So much of her time has been wasted coming and going. And so that's just been lovely. I think I haven't had a bad event. We had Holden Shepherd. That was unreal. I uh, love Holden. Yeah. He came from Perth. That was so cool. Yeah. Um, 
Mary Rose McCall. I loved that book because that was one of the first arcs that I got. And then I asked her and she was like, it isn't even out yet. I felt so good. <laughs> I've had great. How about you? Um, it's a great question, actually. And, um, you know, I, I do get conversations. I do get something from every conversation I have mm -hmm. with authors. But I guess there are yeah. some, like I said, you just vibe with straight away. And I, you yeah. know, the most recent ones are probably with Jack Heath and, and Gabe Bergmoser that we just can chat and chat and chat. Mm -hmm. And there's no questions. And we just, you know, it's a really free flowing conversation. Yeah. Um, whole cleave really impressed and surprised me when I spoke to him not long ago. I mean, he's he's just one of my new favourite crime writers. He's absolutely brilliant. And talking to him, he was actually really funny as well and really insightful. So we just had this really great time. And I remember I had to cut out about two minutes of us just giggling. <laughs> we just, That's going to be a good sign then. We were just giggling like little kids. And I remember editing and having to cut out two minutes because I, I thought listeners are probably not going to appreciate it. <laughs> monologue of giggling so yeah. he was really really funny of course jackie french who's been on a couple of times yes. she's incredible like the amount of knowledge she has oh is she is incredible yeah she's amazing and tara moss she was really she's a really impressive woman i think and i love the way that she really advocates um for, for people different people in the mm. world and i just think she's she's such a talented writer so i love the fact that she met her husband online i just love that oh, really i didn't know that yes wow and she's just she's so talented and so stylish i just I, I love her i think she's amazing um and obviously trent dalton he's such a great chat you know he he just shares a lot with you and i think when i i chat with trent it's enthusiasm meets enthusiasm and so <laughs> it's just like wham i'm like i don't even know if anyone's gonna understand what we're talking about but we're so excited about life so <laughs> we'll get him for number 400 well look trent did say on on episode 200 that he'd be back for 400 so i'm working on it what the hell Trent's <laughs> never let me down before trent's a good guy we'll no way he's but I, I, I don't want to put pressure on him though because i know he's super busy so <laughs> if, if he can i know that he will but i'll oh. also forgive him if he can't i mean he was wearing a words and nerds t-shirt how can i not forgive oh. He had very good taste as well. <laughs> but his new book looks amazing, right? Love stories. Oh, no. Yes. Have you got an arc yet? No. Oh, not yet, but I, you'll, you'll know when I do, Anna, because it's going to be all over social media. But what a beautiful idea of just sitting down and hearing about other people's love stories. And that's what I love about Trent so much. He just wears his heart on his sleeve and the way he talks about his daughters and his wife. Like, it's just oh, just His mum, his dad. Yeah, like, yeah. He's just the loveliest. Oh, yes. I love him. More yes. people should wear their hearts on their sleeves, I reckon. Absolutely. He actually, um, was it even on your one that he said? Oh, my goodness, it probably is. Um, he said um, he's just not going to die wondering he's just going to put it out there and try as much as he wants and you know he's just going to give it his all so at least yeah. he knows that he's done it and like yeah. that's just words to live by isn't it it is it is and that's my philosophy too and so i yeah. think when you meet someone who just has the same sort of life values and philosophies with you like yes absolutely <laughs> let's go with this conversation yeah no, that's so good that's fantastic before we go on, please, how on earth are you an author as well? How have you got time? You want to hear the story? I feel like I'm talking about myself too much. Get out of town. Oh, my goodness, <laughs> this is fantastic. <laughs> um, look, I'll, I'll tell it quickly. 
um because i do want to talk more about your stuff no but, way one version all the way baby <laughs> but obviously well i don't know if it's obviously i think i kept it a secret but it's kind of been a bit of a lifelong dream to be published and you know you just never know if that's going to happen because it's a tough industry and so when i did nano rimo with um adrian beck tristan banks and <laughs> julianne negri I sort of revealed for the first time that I was writing something and it didn't feel that bad. I was like, oh, this is okay. Like, and if, you know, nothing gets published, well, that's just the life of a writer, right? You don't always get published. Yeah. So then Adrian and I decided to do the Publishing Insider spin-off where we spoke mm -hmm. to industry. I have been loving those episodes. <laughs> They've the been, so, been so, yeah, so popular that, that season, like that series just went nuts like people just love it so but i have no aspirations to to write it's just interesting to know how books get right and published yeah, yeah it is yeah, it is and then um i i've loved larrikin house what they've been doing mm -hmm. like, i think their yeah. books are beautiful and i really like they're kind of i always thought they're a bit quirky and offbeat i think yes they've got mm -hmm. a really nice feel about them don't they do they? Yeah. and so i said i really want to speak to larrikin house and so adrian and i spoke to um the publisher james layton and he was just such a delight. Like he was just so funny and so frank and he'd just answer any question. Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe that is the right publishing house for me because it just felt like I could be a larrikin, you know? Oh, that's unreal. <laughs> and so we, we put the episode out. I, I submitted some ideas and um, it happened so fast. And I think I've been so spoiled with a small publishing company, not that I can compare it to any other publishing company because I've not been with one, but I've been very spoiled in the way that it's such a family and such a little community and they really sort of take care of you and listen to you. So, yeah, within two weeks of submission, I'd, um, I'd signed a three-book deal. Oh, my God, that's unreal. <laughs> yeah, obviously, and I've become obsessed now with writing picture books, so I just like nonstop just writing yeah. ideas down. I wonder that, like, do the ideas run out when you sign a, a three-book contract? Do no, they? For me, they all just kept falling into my head because I was like, this is the moment I've been waiting for. And so, and not all of them work. And I know a lot of authors talk about having like a scrapbook type situation where it's not just one idea, it's lots of ideas that feed into it. I'm yeah. sure that it would be the same for the for a picture book as well. That's so yeah. cool. Made the the power of a, a good picture book is incredible. I think you can be burst into tears and things yeah. with a great picture book. Thing. Absolutely, That's and it's special too. It's special. It's special reading them aloud to your kid, and and some most of the time you're in bed with them, snuggle with them, or on the lounge. Yeah. So they're, they're special things because they create Part that of it, somebody's bond. family childhood memories. And yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So Anna, tell me, what have been your greatest challenges in starting your pod, Reader Pod? I'm really not technologically minded at all. <laughs> That has been the hardest. <laughs> I know when I initially started thinking about it, I thought, oh, I'll just, like, how much can it cost to have a VA? <laughs> well, don't you just pass all that off to somebody who's good at it? But it turns out, no. <laughs> no, you have to embrace it. <laughs> mm, mm. I love it when people ask about my team. I'm like, oh, yeah, my team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that huge team I have, just me. <laughs> And, and some wonderful co-hosts, but, yeah, no, <laughs> no team. I know. Yeah, but and that's also, I think, well, from running a small business, I think um, 
you know, the pride that you feel in having done a good day or a good job is just nothing compared to doing a good shift when you were waitressing. Like it's just so I think hopefully the pride that you feel in producing a podcast <laughs> is exactly the same. I know when I looked at my stats today and it said 43 downloads, I was so excited. <laughs> As you should be. And the exciting thing is watching it grow and I like watching it come from, you know, something that didn't exist to then creating something in the world and and then I you think see... you've spoken about that. You, yeah. What are you up to now, like a million downloads? <laughs> no, I wish. I wish. Um, probably averaging about 16,000 a month. That's unreal. So, oh, my goodness. Yeah, but, you know, and it's funny because you just thought when you first started that it was going to be your mum and your best friend listening. Oh, absolutely. I can't think who, that, who the other 40 people are. <laughs> I know Dave's one. My brother waits. I'm one. I'm one. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so nice. And and what will blow your mind as well is when you start getting listeners from outside the country and it'll happen to me in patches, you know, it'll be like Australia, Australia, Brisbane, Melbourne, Sydney are my main sort of, you know, listeners. And then you'll just get this sort of wild place that listens to you, you know, like Copenhagen. And oh, yeah. it's me. And, then, and <laughs> then there'll be like 300 listens, like, in a week from Copenhagen and you'll be thinking, how did that happen? You know, how does that, I, I don't know. I don't yeah. know how it happened, but it's cool because you think, wow, like it, the reach, you know, is is vast. So that's, I know. that's, cool. that's a cool yeah. thing. That is very cool, isn't it? And uh, like in terms of my virtual book club, website I think it's something that five years ago you couldn't do you just you're not ever going to get that reach but now yeah. I think the technology yeah, sure. is there reach and, is incredible and how do we become a part of that book club Anna well <laughs> I'm still working on the web development okay. actually <laughs> but you'll let us know when it is Absolutely. and then we can share Absolutely. it with the world that's great <laughs> how can we support Anna's shop around the corner in Cronulla during pandemic times or do we have to wait till you open your doors again i think just wait i think wait and hit me so hard when we do get back on track because do that let's have a party absolutely (laughs) i've been i've been meaning to come to your bookshop so often and then the pandemic hit and then i should have gone when we had that little bit of freedom but I was catching up with all other things. Feels like freedom, though, don't you think? Like I still had, didn't get my eyebrows done. I still didn't get my hair done. I didn't know that that was our reprise. Yeah, <laughs> but we but, were still scared then. <laughs> but it wasn't. It wasn't this, you know. No, like, this I is know. Pretty, pretty hard. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, yeah. well, Anna, we love you and we love your bookshop, and I'm so happy that you've joined the Danny, podcast family. <laughs> And dream come true. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's so lovely. And um, I'm so happy for you. And I really hope that when you do open the doors of your beautiful bookshop again, there'll be crowds of thousands, Anna. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> and lots of events. But I love your virtual book club ideas. So Thank I'll definitely um, I'll definitely Thank come you. along to one of those. When I'm I'm thinking of that in the next time that I'm sitting there crying because I can't get it to marry up. <laughs> Thank you so much for um, having a chat. Thank you. Okay, so thanks for listening. Please rate, review and subscribe. See you next time on Read a Pod Podcast.